Classic Pulp Entertainment, found only at ClassicPulp.com. From Hollywood, Barry Sullivan in... The Unexpected. The Unexpected. The Unexpected. Life is filled with the unexpected, romantic, tragic, and mysterious endings to our most ordinary actions. Dreams come true, or dreams are shattered by sudden twists of fate in The Unexpected. But first, a word from your announcer. Barry Sullivan, famous motion picture stage and radio star in Revenge, a drama of the unexpected. <coughs> I'm not going to have very long to tell this, so I'd better be quick and come to the point. <laughs> no, I'm not going to have very long at all. Please don't talk, Mr. Hastings. Try to save your strength. What for? I know I'm going to die. I've got to tell somebody. It might as well be you. It's funny, I've always wanted to keep it a secret before. Now I'm ready to shout it to the whole world. I began at a party during the Mardi Gras. I was feeling very foolish, dressed up as a pirate, and she was across the room. I think she was supposed to be a slave girl or a harem dancer or something. She was wearing so little costume, you really couldn't be sure. As a matter of fact, the chief thing I remember... His long, copper-colored hair, a low, throaty voice, and brown arms covered by brass bracelets that jingled as she came closer. May I have the next dance? Uh, sorry, baby, my card's all full. Then I'll have to cut in, won't I? Are you forcing your attentions on me? Will I have to use force? You are a very determined young lady. Do you always get what you want? If I wanted badly enough. You sound spoiled. No, but I'd like to be. Well, do we dance, or are you just toying with my emotions? We dance. She danced like she talked, slow and with meaning. As I swung her close against me, her bracelets tinkled and caught the rhythm of our feet. Yeah, let's cut this. I've got to get out of here. All right, where are we going? Well, uh, where do you belong? Well, that's a good question. You answer it. Well, don't rush me. I'll let you know in a little while. I'll meet you by the front door. I may not wait. I'll have to run that risk. You don't sound very worried. I'm not. 
Yes. But in case you should get lost or misplaced, what do I ask for? A big boy with an evil glint in his eye. Any answers to... Most anything that has a pretty voice and a pretty face to go along with it. Any particular name? Mine or yours. Oh, I'm willing to make a fair trade. I'm Mark Hastings. Hello, Mark. I'm Ellen. Just Ellen? Well, if it makes any difference, it's Grandview. Ellen Grandview. It did make a difference. It made all the difference. Because to me, the word Grandview meant fear and hatred and death. That name had kept me alive for ten years. Had brought me 2,000 miles to New Orleans. Driven me through the iron-grilled streets of the city seeking revenge, hunting with murder in my heart. It doesn't matter why I wanted to kill Oleven Grandview. I had my reasons and they were good ones. There's no time for that now. <coughs> All you need to know is that I did have to kill him. And he didn't even think I existed. Couldn't possibly have realized that somewhere in the same city was a man whose life he had ruined. A man completely consumed by the desire for revenge. Well, I'm back, Mark. I could hardly bear waiting. Well, let's go. Your place? No, no, I haven't got a place. Oh, poor child, no roof over her head. Oh, I didn't mean that. I live with my stepfather, but it's too far out of town. We don't want to waste that much time. Your stepfather? Yeah, why? Oh, I don't know. I, I knew some Grandviews once, or rather my father did. It was in San Francisco. Oh, really? My stepfather used to live there. His name is Eben. No. No, it wasn't the same one. So it was the right family. And she was a stepdaughter. Well, that made everything very convenient. I'd have an easy entrance into the house, and she'd come into a lot of money. It was a break for both of us meeting like this. Uh, maybe we... You should get to know each other better. Yeah, maybe. I'll drive you home. Oh, I wouldn't want to take you out of your way. Besides, I'm not quite ready to go yet. Where where did you say you lived? With my stepfather. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what kind of a guy is he? My mother seemed to like him. And you? What difference does it make who else I like? As long as I like you. I guess that'll do. For now. <laughs> Later that night, I found out that she lived along one of the bayous about 15 miles out of town. The place was gigantic. <coughs> Rising out of the gray, green moss and cypress and swamp water with all the white splendor of a mausoleum. But Grandview was away for the weekend, looking after some property in the northern part of the state. So I decided to renew my acquaintance with Ellen in the not-too-far-distant future. Hello, Mark. Say, how did you know it was me? Oh, I have hunches. Can I come out tonight? No, I'll meet you in town. Have a drink ready for me. I'd rather come out there. Why are you so interested in this place? It's dead as a tomb. Well, I'd like to meet your stepfather and ask for your hand. Is he back yet? <laughs> yeah, I got in this morning, but he's not feeling well. I think that trip was too much for him. You should spend more time at home. Why all this interest in Evan? You talk more about him than you do about me. Well, a man talks about a lot of things that aren't important. Uh, Story. I'll be by in an hour. It better be true. Ellen was a pleasant way to pass the time, but I'd been squiring her for a week. 
And I wasn't one bit closer to the old man than the night I first met her. And I had to get closer. There was a nice, clean thirty-eight automatic in my pocket, waiting for an introduction. Two days later, the hatred had crept out of my brain and down into my itching fingers. I just could not wait any longer. I might lose my chance. I had to kill Eben Grandview that night. The blue roadster gathered moisture on its windshield as I drove down the twisting bayou road. After I nearly went off into the swamp a couple of times, I managed to keep the speedometer under 70. The Grandview place looked like the Taj Mahal in the moonlight, only there wasn't any dome. I had to hit the brakes hard to keep from going into a rose arbor. I was afraid that I'd wakened the whole house. But there wasn't a sound from any of the pitch-black Moorish windows. I slipped the safety catch off the 38 and started in toward my revenge. I'd sneak through the garden and across the driveway with all the stealth of an eloping bridegroom. I had my pocket knife poised to go to work on one of the windows when... Nice doggy. Quiet. Please be quiet. Nice doggy. I'll bring you a big steak. Porterhouse steak. Come on, you beast. Scat. Nice doggy. Shut up. But the bloodhound wasn't having any. He was a big brute, red-eyed and ugly. In the faint light, his teeth looked like greenish-yellow underneath long, slobbering jowls. I shifted the pistol over to my right hand, raised it above my head, and waited for the door to close. Then I jimmied the window catch, swung it open, dropped inside, landing on an oriental rug that was made for waiting. There wasn't any need to turn on a light. I knew about where the stairs should be. Sticking close to the tapestry walls, I'd inch my way along into the main hall when... The sound echoed through the pitch-black house. The low, low-pitched moans of a sobbing woman. Who's that? Who is it? Take it easy, Ellen. Mark! Mark, what are you doing here? I want to see your stepfather. You... You want to see Evan? That's what I said. Where is he? No, you can't go near him. Get away. Get away from here, Mark. Sorry, baby, I'm not leaving yet. I've got some unfinished business. Oh, get out! Shut up. What, what are you doing with a gun? I'm going to make you an orphan, baby. I'm going to kill Evan. You're going to kill Evan? You can, Mark. You can't. Where is he? You wanted to kill him all the time, haven't you? Haven't you? That's right. Yes, you haven't cared about me. You've been after Evan. I understand that. Now, you don't care anything about me. I wouldn't say that. You're pleasant enough. All right. Go ahead upstairs, the first door. He's in there waiting for you. Go ahead, Mark. Kill him if that's what you want. Go ahead and kill him. The old man was lying on the big four-poster bed, staring at me. His eyes were glassy, and a little stream of saliva curled down his cheek. I walked over beside him. I pulled out the gun, but he didn't say a word. And something told me what had happened. I bent over and put my hand on his forehead, and it was hot. Inhumanly hot. But his heart was cold and still. Somebody or something had beat me to my revenge. Eben Grandview was already dead.
think the story is over, don't you? But wait. Fate takes a hand. Wait for the unexpected. for the surprising conclusion of Revenge, a Hamilton Whitney production starring Barry Sullivan, written by Robert Libet and Frank Burt, and directed by Frank K. Danzig. I rushed out of the house ignoring Ellen's white kid's stained face. I slammed the heavy mahogany door and stood on the front porch breathing hard, angry, cheated. After ten years, I'd missed my chance for revenge. And then... Then I saw the sign... First, the red letters on the front door looked blurred and meaningless. <coughs> but after a minute, I could read them quite clearly. Danger. Contagious disease. Cholera. The most deadly disease in the world. <coughs> Revenge starred Barry Sullivan. Listen again soon for another of your favorite motion picture stars in a drama of The Unexpected. was transcribed in Hollywood. <laughs>